Hey everybody, you're listening to Why a Podcast. This is a podcast where we ask <laughs> why questions. What kind of energy is and, that? Uh, and we, and we. <laughs> oh my god, you sound like a business. You know, person. if you're not thinking, of, if you, you didn't even think to Google it, or maybe you were too lazy. So I'm Laser <laughs> James Ellerick. Why? Who possessed Laser this episode? Guys? That was so. That was so buck wild that I don't remember our actual opening. Like I don't I think he says something like, Hello everybody, and welcome to Why a Podcast with like energy instead of like, Hello, human beings. Welcome to the listening experience. Are we gonna talk about my delivery or are you guys gonna uh fucking introduce yourself? No, what was the what's the actual thing we say? Like uh, uh, Google something? You don't Google a th- thing? Fuck, what what oh my god, laser, you've burned Keon, my brain. You don't even know it. Hey there, fellas, you're listening to Why a Podcast, which is a qu- podcast we answer questions that start with the word why, usually, ideally. And uh <laughs> hey, maybe we even answer some questions you didn't even think about asking, or you're a lazy piece of shit and didn't Google them. I'm oh still Laser James Ellerick. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, Laser, thank you. I, I actually forgot. It was like too lazy to Google. I was like, wait, what the fuck do we do? It, it's our like, what we're... I'm Laser <laughs> James Ellerick. Everyone, welcome to King. I am the king now. Turn this <laughs> Look at me. Around. Look at me. I'm hey, the king now. I, honestly, I can't do a podcast because I have no idea who the fuck you guys are. Oh, I'm Matthew Captain King Ellerick. Pat Slaza. Did you just say Ellerick in there? <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> and I'm Keon Buzar. Keon already means King of Kings. My dad told me when I was a kid, so I don't really need to reiterate. I don't yeah. need a special name. Keon works by itself. It's already regal. Keon Burger King Ellerick. Wait, uh, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, 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 no. I have to remark. I have to, guys. I'm gonna. I need to formally apologize to you. I need to self-flagellate in front of everyone. Okay, good. Because holy moly, I this past weekend I had a big old cheat day and I went to Burger King and ordered one of everything on the list. And I I still had a grand old time, but <laughs> Jesus Christ, those fries are a are a war crime. They really They're are, fucking, dude crime against humanity i had a moment where i'm just like oh these fries are gonna be great i remember them being very good i don't know what the fuck happened since the last time i had their fries <laughs> they're the same you just you were wrong man i'm oh sorry my god they enj- i don't know what the- either my taste buds change or something but oh my god they were awful just god awful everything else was delicious but i'm just saying Oh, and just so you listeners know, um, Matt, Keon, and I did all get married in the last week, which is why they all intelligently chose my last name. Yeah. Um, yeah. That That's just Listen, a thing, just so y'all know. If, you know, 50% of marriages end in divorce, but at least this time we have a shot, because if, as long as one of the pairs work out. I already divorced both of you. Wait, what? Oh. Does that count as divor- two divorces or Yeah, I yeah, yeah. There's it like is it compounds the whole thing. Is well, it like squared? Is it like four divorces? Guys, I just got to say cleanest intro so far. <laughs> <laughs> it is we are okay, well, quick context. We all it, it is Oh, so late at night. It oh, is yeah. very late. We all were trying to fit this in with our work schedules. And it went from like, oh, well, let's record a little bit later because for one person's work schedule, that would ju- just work later. And then com- it, it kept, kept compounding that back. like I had yeah. to come in late because I, w- mm-hmm. I literally was at work 10 minutes ago. And and uh, just because just because uh, usually I say like, hey, how are my Y guys doing? I'm mentally exhausted. <laughs> I'm working overtime. <laughs> so, you know, just just in case you're wondering why we're keeping it weird yeah yeah we're dude it's gonna get funkadelic in here everyone's tired everyone is not speaking great but the good thing is 
Laser's got a great topic for you this week. What is the topic? <laughs> uh, well, the topic, as uh, maybe mentioned, but they probably weren't listening, is yep. King. Um, there so, we are. Yeah. So anyway, uh, let's jump right in. We're going to be asking one <laughs> why question each. The others will get the answers, and then we'll let you know why. I decided to stick to the script on that one. It's there good. you go. Do you ever read for money, Laser? I would love to. <laughs> I would fucking love to. Do you do you ever read for money? I, love, oh, I think that's just LeVar Burton that gets to do that. <laughs> Who would like to begin? Keon would. Keon. That's great, Keon. Please begin. Dude, I don't know when it is gonna gonna happen, but sometime during this podcast, I'm gonna collapse because I got like a second wind, and so Ooh, now yeah. I'm super jittery. And it's there's gonna hit a moment where you're just gonna hear like a death rattle come from my mic. Yeah, it's and it's, I will so, be gone. Sometimes you get like you get a little burst <laughs> of energy before you die. I think yeah, that's yeah. just that like you remembered with righteous rage how bad those fries were, and you just you were just energized. Yeah, man, and... I had to rectify that issue. But my question to both of you, my why guys, is. Why is Stephen King the king of horror? Oh. Oh, yeah. um, Stephen King, uh, oh boy. Um, <laughs> shit was fucked, man. Uh, Stephen <laughs> King actually, um, I've, I've read uh, all of his biographies. All 12, mm-hmm. yep. All, all 12 of his biographies. And let me tell you. No, his biography, all 12. That's Yeah, that's the name. Actually, uh, his first biography, I read it. Let me tell you, it sounds like he went through some shit. <laughs> wow. Like some shit. I hate you. Uh, yep. No, my, no, 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 no. My answer is done. <laughs> Fuck you, Keon. <laughs> I'll I'll take it from here. Um. So as 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 Laser Keon Matt anyone who said anything said, um. The the truth of the matter is all twelve the biography on Stephen King uh, laid it out pretty clearly that he is the king. Of horror because in 1996, the date was May 5th, uh, he was watching the Kentucky Derby. Okay. And he realized, hmm, maybe if I make a really fast horse a villain, I'll be the king of horror. Hmm. So he made the book, The Kentucky Derby. That was his first Goosebumps book. That was yeah. What does that look like in writing? How how would I spell that out? Uh, there's six E's, three R's. Uh, B is actually spelled the B E E with a T M, uh, like a dash. Yeah, like a dash. And the, like the, the point dash. is, like the point is when he released that um, universally. Well, you know the Nobel Prize uh, that they often give for uh, works of literature in the horror genre. Mm-hmm. Um, he won that. And now he king of horror. <laughs> and now he king of horror. You hit nail on head. Good job. Thank nail hit so, head. Mm-hmm. So my <laughs> nail hit head. The, the long short of it, like if we, TLDR of my topic, too long didn't read, is just that holy moly, this dude is prolific. He so really quick. He is actually seventy one years old. Wow. Like I didn't realize how old he is, but he was born in Portland, Maine, on September twenty first in nineteen forty seven. Jeez. He is getting up in years. But if we're going to ask why is he the king of horror, he's got some club bangers such as The Shining, such as Green Mile, such as Pet Cemetery, such as Misery, It, The Stand, On Writing, which is a really great book about just writing in general, and the Dark Tower series. Like, And that's only eight things. And guess what? <laughs> There's many more because he has, of his books, he sold 350 million copies mm-hmm. of books. 
And that's actually a little bit easy to do when you have 58 novels you've published in your life so far. Oh, yeah. If I could write 58 novels, I could do that shit. (laughs) I don't think that's really fair to say, like, that's only 3 million per novel. Novice. (laughs) No. And that's also on top of the 203 short stories he's written. Yeah. And he also wrote three other novels under the pen name Richard Bachman. So Dick Bachman, he wrote eight other novels, um, and he's also written six nonfiction books. So altogether, he's written upwards of 60 books and upwards of 200 short stories. So he is absolutely prolific when it comes to horror. So long short of it is, he writes a lot. But he is, and some people have said that he just goes on cocaine-riddled like writing sessions where he just writes and writes and writes, which isn't particularly wrong because he apparently, so he went on, uh-huh. <laughs> he went on a talk show and did an interview with the prol- the other prolific author, George R.R. R. Martin. Not prolific enough, man. Not at this point, because apparently enough, well, I mean, like, they're both really known for amazing bodies of work, but it's really funny because George R.R. R. Martin even asks him, he's just like, hey, so I have to ask you, how the fuck do you write so fast? <laughs> because George R.R. R. Martin is known for taking a long time with his books. For famously taking forever, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, he even told Stephen King, he's like, you write so well... For like so quickly, and I don't know how you do it. Who's worse, Patrick Rothfuss or George R. R. Martin? I don't remember who Patrick Patrick Rothfuss. He is. Uh, he made the Name of the Wind series. It's really good, and if you haven't read it, you should. That's my story. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just don't know the series. But uh, George R. R. Martin in the interview also mentioned that there. He said that. <laughs> What he said was like, yeah, for me, it's, I'll know I had like a good six months if I'm like, yeah, I wrote like three chapters. It's really good. And then he's like, yeah, and you, Stephen fucking King, will have written three goddamn books and 80 short stories by then. And so he's, the entire time he's just like, I don't even understand how you do all this. But apparently Stephen King, the way that he kind of went around the subject, he said that there's, the way that he mentioned is there is books and then there's books is exactly the quote. And what he means by that is that there's the books that you spend a lot of time on, the books that you really like pour your heart into and that there are your ideas. And then there are books that are like, well, I want to get a story out. And so I'm going to spend the time to, uh, in his book on writing, he mentions that like, you know, there are certain books that like you just need to get out. You need to like put that on paper. Uh, A really good quote that I like that I do not remember who I'm attributing this to. So from anonymous, I guess, uh, (laughs) is that it it was from a prolific uh, poet and they said, and they're just like, oh, well, how do it was an interview. They're like, how do I, how do people get where you are? He's like, you have 300 bad poems in you. Get them out quick. Like, get them out fast. So he was. That fucker thinks I only got 300. <laughs> Man, I'll show this motherfucker. <laughs> All right, here's my first bad poem. Are you ready, guys? Of course I am. I'm, dude, I'm ready, Freddy. Stephen King, you little bitch. Fuck yourself. <laughs> I will snitch oh, on no. you for your many crimes. And in the jail, you'll do the time. Stephen King. I'll fuck your mom. I will show her that I'm the bomb. I will not use a condom. You'll have a little brother. You're welcome. All right. Dab, dab, dab. Dab. I felt that dab all the way across the state. Jay is looking at me with such concern. (laughs) Can you blame them? (laughs) Absolutely not. 
I wow, man. I mean, I, honestly, I said bad poem, not bad poem. I was about to say, I'm like, you got your 300 out already because because <laughs> that's the thing is that after you've written so much that you know what to avoid and what to do, and it's it's the age old story that you have to do. Um, I think it's like 10,000 hours before you can be considered a master of something. And so for Stephen King, he's written so much that even now, whatever he just can write super fast will turn out to be better than most, honestly. And but that's not to poo poo on his stuff, because when he says there's books and then there's books, the books he's talking about are the Dark Tower series. Have either of you read it? No. Nope. Me either. But <laughs> what a great story. Thank it's you. It's like his magnum opus. Like the Dark Tower series is seven books. And they're basically apparently the his the reason he wrote them is, is he's like, I want my own Lord of the Rings series. I want my own series that is that uh, impactful and interesting. And by the way, so really quick, huge disclaimer right now. So everybody understands I was just at work forever for super long and then just got here to do this uh, podcast. But while at work, I was chit chatting around with one of my coworkers was like, Hey, I have to go do a podcast in a little bit. Um, do you know anything about Stephen King? He's like, did you fucking ask me if I know anything about Stephen fucking King? (laughs) So a lot of this next stuff is just going to be some quick stuff that he mentioned to me because he's just like, yo, you need to know this shit. And I couldn't really find too much of it in Wikipedia. So I thought it was, it's either conjecture or it's just really interesting. So basically (laughs) disclaimer, this is not fact checked information. Exactly. Uh, uh, Don't worry. I'll fact check for you. Sure. But apparently the dark tower series is his, you know, his relation to, uh, trying to be like, uh, J.R.R. Tolkien. That's correct. Uh Yeah. Yeah. The one who wrote, you know, the writer. Yeah, the other RR person. He was writing these books trying to emulate that and trying to make his own, you know, version of this this prolific series. Uh-huh. And so in this series, apparently he, and when I say there's books and there's books, this is the book. Because apparently he started writing it when he was 19. He started it when he was young and was just like, this is interesting and uh, I, I think it's important. And yeah. he didn't finish like the, in the first two books, he wrote the first two books in like the 70s. And then didn't start actually like bringing them back together and start doing more with them until about the 80s when he started publishing them. And then he finally got to like finishing them later on. And he some of them were manuscripts that had existed since he was 19 back in like the 50s or 60s, I think it would be. Uh, Are you 60... ever worried that when we talk about someone old on this podcast that they'll die like shortly after we release it? Every single time. Yeah, didn't we mention that about like Joan Rivers yeah. and somebody? Yeah, how our friend Bridget <laughs> killed Joan Rivers. Yeah. There we go. Uh-huh. Yeah. Shout out, and, shout out um, to Brongle. Shout out Bridget. She doesn't listen, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen King, if you're listening, please don't be dead. And if you're a ghost and you're listening, sorry. If you're a ghost and you're listening, thank you so much for your <laughs> thank you for your body of work. No, I'm not even for that. I mean, that's great and all. But like, why would you listen to us? <laughs> year after like that's a real compliment thank you yeah like i you had so many options <laughs> you could watch or listen to anything i'm well he's got plenty of time now if he's dead mm. just saying so he's but, gonna start with us but he like he hasn't <laughs> even listened to the adventure zone and he chose why a podcast like, oh dude no he's probably getting a lot of inspiration for that now like he's probably like deep in that like rabbit hole he's probably one of the first people that wanted barry blue jeans back are you so, done keon we're getting we're no getting really you keep interrupting me. we're getting so, really close to here and i'm wondering if there's anyone we don't know that listens to this podcast <laughs> yeah. so really quick the dark tower movie in 2017 sucked like really bad oh just so you guys know i've heard that and within itself they tried to cram seven 
enormous books. Something about Stephen King is he writes books that would that are basically the size of a goddamn like swimming pool. Like they're just if you put all the words in whatever, they would fill a swimming pool. Like there's yeah, just they're so six much feet deep is what he's saying. Yes, yeah, so much in them, and so to try to put that into a movie doesn't really work, but. At the end of the day, like, it just wasn't going to work in the first place because the Dark Tower is just so close to a lot of people. And Stephen King then goes on. I mean, he wrote The Shining, and apparently that was actually, there's a hotel that that is based off of. Did you guys mm. know that the hotel, it's called the Stanley Hotel, didn't have a maze at all? Oh. Yeah, yeah, like the maze, the garden maze. Well, no, I just thought it was based on, like, like Hotel Transylvania. That's not, those aren't the same... Hotel Transylvania is actually exactly named after, like, that's based off of a specific hotel. But, like, in Boulder, Colorado, the Stanley Hotel that The Shining was based off of, totally not. Like, that was before it was really, you you had to CGI an entire hotel so that Adam Sandler can do a just a ridiculous fart on it. Oh, okay. So the Stanley Hotel didn't have a <laughs> garden you just, maze. You just try so hard to make my jokes funny. Thank you, Keon. Mm, you're very welcome. So the Stanley Hotel didn't have a maze. Apparently, they then started doing a series of uh, contests to ask people to make the maze for it. And everyone just put in, they would make like very detailed versions of the <laughs> the maze from The Shining. And be like, hey, maybe do this. Maybe do the thing that people come to your hotel for. Mm-hmm. Maybe do that. They ended up just picturing, uh, uh, finding a random, like, somebody put in something that had an S and an H in it. So, like, in the design, there was an H, S and an H hidden that was, like, the Stanley Hotel. Oh, which also, kind of the shining, like, SH kind of works. Yeah. And, and for Stanley Hing, it makes sense. And for all of that, like, for them to put it in, people would just be like, no, it's SH and then IT for shit. Because we wanted the fucking, <laughs> the, the goddamn maze from the... <laughs> From The Shining. <laughs> and just to cap this off, um, all of his... That's so bad. <laughs> right? So just to cap this off, all of Stephen King's books are so prolific. And the reason that he's the king of horror is he just writes so much. And one quote that I really love that I want to like kind of pinch off the entire topic with is that he said that for him to write so much and his advice for other people uh-huh. is that he creates characters that come alive so well that they sometimes do things he didn't tell them to do. That's interesting. Isn't that great? He said that a character becomes so developed that it makes choices you didn't tell them to make. Like Pet Cemetery. Yeah, mm-hmm. In the way of writing, that when you start to become like really quick at writing and really quick at doing stuff, you get into what's called the flow state, which is when it just go, you go on autopilot and you just your brain thinks like, oh, well, I just need to do this and then this and then this and this. And like mm-hmm. that becomes a string of like... Uh, like maybe a hundred steps that you didn't realize you knew exactly how to do and your brain just like does them and goes on autopilot and when you become so prolific at generating characters that you just let your brain be like oh well then they would do this and this and this and this and after such a long time you're like oh shit that character just made a big fucking decision and i didn't even think about it like it just happened and so that's something that i really love about him is that he's just written so much and for so long that he hits the flow state of writing that when he looks back at his manuscript he's like Oh, what the fuck? What the fuck? Oh, my God. And realizes what he's written. Um, And apparently also what he does is he writes like a th- he sa- he said he's on record saying that a 360 page manuscript will take him two weeks of writing. That's insane. 
I don't fucking understand how that works. But apparently he does that, writes them all out, and then goes back and then, uh, you know, tailors them to whatever. He has really good editors that does it too, that do it too. But it's just, yeah. it fascinated. I Jumping down this rabbit hole, I'm like, this guy's fucking crazy. I mean, I'd be remiss if not to bring up the numerous jokes that, like, have been in pop culture that he doesn't write his books anymore. Oh, dude, they're written by monkeys and typewriters at this point. Yeah, like, well, because, you know, he puts out so many fucking books. And, like, the joke used to be, like, how does he do it? And then, like... Many people, you know, put out the rumor that he just writes outlines for his books and then just like lets <laughs> someone else write them. I mean, I, I can't. I mean, we don't know, but I do think the joke <laughs> is really funny because it'd be hilarious if he's just like, and then a lamp comes to life because that's the joke. Uh, yeah. Family guy. Yeah. And it's like, what if someone took that and like a young great writer was like, I got it. Yeah. I, I, I can see it. I love the I love in the family guy quote where he's just like, so what's your next next great book? And he's like. Um, there's a haunted lamp. Ooga booga booga. And the guy's like completely disillusioned. He's like, yeah, we'll take it. Back when Family Guy was funny. Anyway, Laser, what's your topic? Family Guy was ever funny? <laughs> at one point. I don't know. It seems like a myth. It was still point. offensive, but it was, it's been a while. <laughs> but it at least was mildly humorous. Hey, guys. Why the bigger the Big Mac, the better the Big Mac? The Big Macs are better at Burger King? Oh, shit. So you managed to use Burger King anyway, you asshole. Motherfucker. I should have held on to my Burger King stuff. The truth is, for a long time, say one, two, three, four, uh, uh, uh. five, six years, seven, eight, nine years, <laughs> ten, eleven what are you doing? Well, Matt just learned how to count. Let him do this. 13, That's fair. We got a good job, 14, pal. Keep going. 15. 16. Uh-huh. Seven. <laughs> Wait, he's almost... Did he reach 20? 18. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 19. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 20 years ago. There we go. 20. That's when... That's the, my boy. That's when Burger King... Be good. 20 years. Don't peek the audio, you fucker. Oh, listen, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) But here's the thing. Burger King has been failing for a while. Let's be honest. Um, And so their next idea was they were going to create King's Big Mac. And instead of making it a Big Mac, they're going to take the Whopper, make it with the same ingredients as a Big Mac, but just make it 10 times the size so that it's the king of Big Macs. So they released that. Obviously, everyone loved it. That's why Burger King's doing so well right now. They resurged. And then they said, well, what if we put one giant piece of bacon through the middle? Mm. Yeah. Like a steak through the heart of this vampiric burger. Yeah. And, um, well, I mean, Laser will tell you more, but I don't want to spoil his topic. But mm-hmm. So the way that I understand it and that, like, with with all the, way the ways that the Big Mac is at... Burger King, like the sandwich, um, a lot of people, like, you you think of that as the controversy happening probably recently. But back in the day when they were first coming up with the different mascots for the different uh, companies, uh, they first had Ronald McDonald, of course, at, at McDonald. Are you mm-hmm. thinking, like, late 1800s? Where, where are we? What time are we? Yeah, yeah, at Ye Old McDonald's. Okay, cool. Uh, they, they had Ronald Tech Clown, or Ye Clown? Tech Clown? Whatever. <laughs> Yeet Clown? Yeah, the lead Ronald McDonald. So... They had Ronald McDonald, and then Burger King came along, and they're like, well, we need an edgy edgy new mascot. So they had, uh, and this was during the 80s, so they had uh, basically um, Scarface, 
but for burgers. And it was a really interesting way to do it. And he shot like his gun shot fries. It was a whole fucking thing. It was a, and the blood was ketchup. It was crazy. But anyway, it, th- that was the way that they started. But then they came up with the like the king that we know now, the Burger King. Mm-hmm. And so the guy that was playing Ronald McDonald at the time, his name was actually uh, John McDonald. And so, but they, he was a large man, so they called him Big Mac. And then his contract was going up with uh, McDonald's, and so they crossed him over. So Burger King poached him, and they were just like, well, we'll give you twice as much to come be our mascot. That's actually where the king came from. They had to put a mask on him so people didn't recognize him as Ronald McDonald. But Big Mac went from McDonald's to Burger King as the Burger King mascot. So it's a, it's a whole story. You can see it in my uh, documentary. It's up on Netflix right now. Uh, Big Mac, why? All right. So anyway, guys, <laughs> okay, listen. in 1967, Pillsbury acquired Burger King for $18 million, and their of first course. promotion that they ran was the bigger the burger, the better the burger. So that was what I was referencing there. Ah, uh, okay. However, specifically, what I'm here to talk about is in the wonderful year of... Dun, da, da, da. Go ahead. 2019. That's this year. <laughs> Did we make it? We're in 2019? We made it. We made it through? God, I don't know. It feels like I died years ago. <laughs> At least two years ago. Yep, you survived 2018. Mm-hmm. Yep. So in February of 2019, McDonald's, uh-oh, they lost their trademark for the Big Mac in the European Union. Wait, what? Oh, uh, yeah, I remember this uh-huh. news story. This is That's great. That's right. Uh, McDonald's lost the Big Mac trademark after a legal battle with Supermax, an Irish fast food chain. <laughs> so they were overzealous and lost the fucking big mac thing holy shit which is amazing and the fact that it happened was so amusing but please laser hit me with that more good good stuff so what did burger king in sweden do what did they do uh they introduced a few new burgers (laughs) for example uh the like a big mac but actually big (laughs) oh wow (laughs) the burger big mac wished it was gold solid holy shit these are rude the kind of like a big mac but juicier and tastier oh my fucking god (laughs) the anything but a big mac where's the lie lastly the big mac ish but flame grilled of course (laughs) this fucking school uh, schoolyard bully bullshit this is amazing the best shit it's like hey fuck you you literally a middle finger to mcdonald's just just fuck you just fuck you mcdonald's so that is uh the entire story there however um this uh year uh actually this was before the big mac thing there was also uh, McDonald's had what was called Mac coin for a second. Oh, no fucking way. Like their own money. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Uh-huh. The Mac coin was worth one free Big Mac in over 50 countries. Wow. Uh, this was sorry. This was in 2018. Uh, so they accepted these coins as payment redeemable for a Big Mac burger through the end of last year. So this year, Burger King announced that participating restaurants in Chicago will take any recently expired Mac coins <laughs> as payment for their Big King XL. That's so holy fuck. Mm-hmm. Oh, savage. Guys, do you remember a couple episodes ago where I said I took all my Bitcoin money and put it into Burger King? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't realize that was actually a fucking mm-hmm. thing, apparently. Jesus Christ. I'm very mm-hmm. proud of you, Keon, for moving into oh the new God. stage of our economy. 
Late now I can go get a Big capitalism. Mac XL or whatever the fuck it's called. That's pretty fucking interesting. Yeah, Burger King's fucking like, what the fuck, man? Like, chill. I have a real topic, but I do want to say, if you guys haven't heard of the Big Mac Index, you should Google it. It's really interesting. What the fuck? Is that like the Waffle House Index? I don't know what the Waffle House Index is, so I'd love to know what that is. But uh, it has to do with like the measurement of economic currency through the price of a Big Mac in countries and... <laughs> It's really interesting. Anyway, if you haven't heard of that, Google it. But my my question for you folks is... Well, really quick, the Waffle House Index, or it's the Waffle House metric, is that if there's a hurricane, uh, you can tell how bad it is if the Waffle Houses have closed. Wow. If it's that bad, then they will be closed. But if it's, if, if it's anything above, like, maybe a Category 3, the Waffle House will probably still be fucking open. <laughs> wow. It's crazy. All right. Uh, anyway, so I have a question for you folks. Fox. I'm sorry. I keep, you know, you keep mm-hmm. correcting me every week. It's and okay. I keep... Just some of us show our commitment to this podcast. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> My question for you fucks mm-hmm. is why, why are there two kings that are good good fighters? Why are there two kings? Oh, um, isn't it? Well, do you know the song? Uh, I believe it's called Two Princes. No. Mm-hmm. No. No, you don't know the song Two Princes. It's by uh, the Spin Doctors. Can you sing it for me? Uh, uh, once, once say it's a. Uh, I believe in you. I uh, believe I can fly. So I know you sec. can sing this song Two Princes for me right now. You better Just be pulling sec. that shit up, bro. The word Spin Doctors makes me think of like a doctor on a swivel chair, and I'd rather them be on a regular chair so they can do open heart surgery better. You know what it makes me think of, Keon? It makes me think of Doctor Evil on a swivel chair. There we go. Yeah, Spin it's, it's a song that goes one, two. Princes kneel before you. That's what I said now. Oh, princes, yes. princes who adore you. Just go ahead now. One has diamonds in his pockets. <laughs> so That's some bread now. now. This I'm one. Is that the lyrics? Oh, my God. You rock I, know. I didn't know any in of these lyrics. Now. I just thought it was like, do, do. Yeah, that exact song. Like, just whatever. <laughs> My problem is I always sang the lyrics to Jumper for that song instead. I'd be like, if you would step off from that ledge. My- <laughs> Just so, go ahead now. That's that used to be what I do, and was, I was like, it was so a was, sequel. was that less than fifteen seconds for me? Or? I, you know, <laughs> listen. I think we barely scraped by not having to pay copyright rights. Also, Spin Doctors, we love you. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we didn't, <laughs> I uh, had a question for you, Laser. You clearly didn't answer it, but you sang so beautifully that I'm going to move on to Keon. No, 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 no. Two Kings is the sequel to Two Princes by oh, Spin Doctors. Yeah. Now I understand. Because what happens when those princes grow up? They have kids. They become the king. That's good. Assuming that they're of different kingdoms. Um, Yeah. Or else then, you know, one stays the prince and then the other one. Oh, dude, that'd be tragic if the next one's just called One King. Oh, Oh my God. One King. Fucking. Oh, shit, man. Killed my brother. He's so (laughs) dead now. It's like a Game of Thrones plot. Yeah, yeah, man. So um, I listen so, to that fucking song. So Two like Kings that. is the sequel to Two Princes by Honestly, Spin Doctors. Thank you for this diversion. I think it's more interesting than my topic, but that's okay. Keon, <laughs> go ahead. 
Um, yeah, so uh, you said, why are there two kings of fighting or something? Well, why are there two kings and, and why are they good at fighting? Yeah, so, so there's a song, We Three Kings. That's about the three kings that go and visit Jesus on his birthday and they give him a bunch of presents. They give him gold, uh, frankincense, and myrrh. Uh-huh. Now, frankincense and myrrh, those are some pretty reasonable, like, you know, presents to give someone. Gold's a little, pre- like, that's going out of the fucking budget for the payment. So there laser, were the. Laser, we talked to Keon about this, right? You remember when we told him not to do this? Is stand up during the. This the is my bucket. tight five. Just let me let me have it. <sighs> all right, so, <laughs> you better keep it tight, my man. Yeah. So yeah. um, they they all they all were sitting around here. One second. What's the deal with Murr? Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. What's <laughs> the deal? <laughs> What's the deal? So there were the three kings. One of them comes with gold, and the other two are like, "Hey, fuck off." And uh, oh, they, they got rid of them, and they were still angry, so they were fighting all the way over to meet the baby Jesus. So why <laughs> were there two fighting kings? It's, it's because the uh, the third one brought some gold. I mean, both of your answers are so compelling that I, <laughs> I'm questioning my own answer to this question. Uh, I think the only reason I know I'm partially right is because I specifically chose the question to my answer instead of vice versa. Did we gaslight you into thinking your answer to your own question's wrong? I think you did. Mostly just because both of your answers were very funny and very clever, and my answer is very informative and not funny. And then I was like, What's the deal? What's the deal with Murr? Anyway, so here's the thing there's this game called Tekken. I'm sure you're familiar. I fucking love Tekken. Oh, that was my my jam when I was a kid. That was my shit as a kid. Shout out to John Clark. I doubt you're listening to this, but he's my childhood friend. He's also still currently one of my best friends. And uh, we Mm. used to play Tekken a lot. And we played recently, I guess recently, about a year ago. And he kicked my ass. And it was super sad because I'm really good at Tekken. And he killed me. But the point is, I would never play as this character in that game. And I have a good reason for that, which I'll get to. But I think his backstory is super cool. Much like the backstory to all the characters in Tekken. Wait, which character? His name is King. Oh! It's relevant. Okay. Makes sense. Thank you, Laser, for pointing out my relevance. Um, I thought it was Two Princes or something. Yeah, his name is Two Princes. Um, and he only fights to that song. <laughs> he only fights the spin doctors. I am king and I will fight you, <laughs> so I'll punch your head now. I Dude, Laser, I could listen to an entire podcast of you just bending that song to whatever. <laughs> I think that's the new segment on... Actually, welcome to the new segment on Why Podcast mm. called We'll Bend That Tune. To the topic... Keon would listen to this podcast, so let him do that. See, I, see, it's not even bad. He doesn't know that it's not good, but we try hard. This is not bad. These are, these are, I would listen to this bullshit podcast. It's is, great. You are listening to why a podcast. No, I fucked up. That was ah, so bad. Okay. Well, now <laughs> my we're. Meter, yeah, now it's my meter. My meter. Audio poison. Uh, Laser the Ruiner strikes again. Uh, oh, that's a great nickname. I'm going to keep that. So Laser, the point is. The Ruiner sucks the balls. So fuck oh, that guy no. now. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm good now. Why'd you add the? It would have worked without hey, that. It literally would have been fine. So, Matt, so go ahead now. <sighs> so so here's the thing. King, to give you a background on the character, and also thank you for a great transition, he is a character you can play in Tekken. Now, many people, if they skipped all the cutscenes and only played the fighting parts of the game, may not know that King actually is two different versions of King. Two different people. What? King starts off as King 1 in Tekken and Tekken 2. But in fact, King dies in between Tekken 2 and 3, and one of his protégés from the orphan that he starts becomes the new king. What? Yeah. New king, 
He is the new king. <laughs> He's the new king. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it's I'm not so going to pay attention to anything Matt says. This, this, so is, this is my new <laughs> shit now. Just, I love it. <laughs> you're editing this, right? Some who is it? I'm, I'm editing it. I'm not yeah, just good. I'm, it's not going to be fun. You, you should leave it in, but you should also do a super clip of all of our idiotic singings for the promo. Um, <laughs> there we go. So, so here's the thing. Um, it, so, like I said, King One, like the original King, uh, dies in in between two and three, and then his protege takes over his place, Damn. and then there's a new like generation of the characters that are the rivals of king as well which is kind of crazy because king fuck? two king two is raised like as a fighter like trained by yeah. his like king one's actual nemesis if you can believe what that the fuck i know this thing's like it's so cool and so so he's like he he's trained by armor king who is like king's nemesis and then like armor king i guess becomes good and trains him and then armor king's killed and so then king has to avenge him and like marduk's involved and holy shit honestly like tekken if you didn't pay attention to the backstory is not only super interesting but is basically a soap opera with fighting like dude it's so good when people get superior about like games that like when you're a kid and you're like a young boy and you're like fighting games are awesome or if you're like whoever who think fighting games are awesome and you're just like making fun of soap operas you don't understand like i think anyone who thinks things with like sports or fighting or any of that are like cooler because of this than like other soap opera ish type things like let's be honest dude tekken's basically pretty little liars if they fought each other yeah wwe basically pretty little liars and i that's not still not bad i'd still listen to that i'd like to cancel him i'm I'm working on it can we by the way for anybody that doesn't know who king is he's the one with the fucking lion head oh what is it jaguar head what the fuck so here's the leopard so the character is actually inspired king is the one with a lion head he is a furry (laughs) all right so That's the clip of the week. Um, <laughs> King, That's fucking great. Oh, King's man. characters were inspired by the pro wrestler Satoru Sayama, huh. as well as Mexican wrestler Frey Tormenta. And so he uh, was a Catholic priest who became a masked wrestler in order to support an orphanage in the book, bo- in the in the books, in the, bo- in the <laughs> games, in in the mythology, if you will. And it's it's super interesting. But but anyway, that's he actually wears, if you can believe it, a mask, and oh. and and yeah, as as a uh, what was his name? Laser? What's that guy who's on our podcast, Keon? <laughs> yeah, what's his name? Uh, uh? Laser is a man on this podcast, and he is here. And yeah. Oh, this is, is so overstated. Oh welcome, God. but I love this bit. It's still a good bit because we introed it as a separate bit. So the fact that we did it for so long almost makes sense. Anyway, but, he wears a jaguar way, mask. Well, when you first brought up King, you're like, oh, there was two kings. I thought you meant like there was the king of the jungle, the leopard, and there was a guy named King, and they like fusion hod and then became one person. No, but that would be cool as fuck. And yeah. I'm not talking about that, although that is a hilarious. Here's the thing: if no, let's Dragon talk about Ball that. Z I'm okay with Tekken just let's just were, talk about that. If they were in the same game, that'd be really cool because then you could fuse all the fighters together. I'm done. What's the next segment, Laser? This is fine. If you want to know more, look it up. Hey everyone, here's a segment called Why Now. We'll always choose a Why Now question for us to debate. Oh, I forgot the one thing that I said I was going to do later. I'm sorry. I, uh, I teased it, so I have to do it. So here's the thing about the reason I never played King. 
I was almost exclusively an aggressive player in Tekken, and King is a character that has more of a defensive approach rather than a full-blown offensive one. So even though people think he's an offensive player, he's actually more defensive, but he is the fastest player in the game, and I am bad with fast people. I am really bad with fast people. The only fast player I'm good with. Oh, because he's a fucking leopard, yeah. Yeah, literally the only fast player I'm good with is Law, and even he's kind of not that fast. Like You just do his backflip and you're good. I only play Kangaroo Jack. (laughs) All right. And (laughs) so he's a professional wrestler with Lucha Libra influences and he has tons of throws and stuff, but I didn't particularly love to play him. What I usually played was Yoshimitsu all the way. Or Law. Sometimes I play Eddie. Anyway, my topic's done. I'm sorry, Laser. What's our next segment? Here's a segment called Why Not Where. One Why? of us chooses a Y. Not question for us to debate. Take us away, Matt. I mean, that was pretty good until debate. Um, Dude, you're, uh, yeah, you're pretty fucking good at this, honestly. I, I think I found my new favorite thing to do. I, in life. Dude, I'm a fan. I think honestly. Laser and I are going to start a separate segment of this podcast where we just parody songs back and forth to each other. No, only the song Two Princes. Dude, it's it's phenomenal. And then, like, Keon just reacts. I mean, you're in it too, Keon, sorry. And then you just react positively to all I'm of it. I'm fine with just being the audience. I don't mind. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting having a grand old time. We're not even going to record it. This is just how we're going to spend a day. <laughs> <laughs> Chilling, talking. That's a good fucking day to me. So, Matt, what's this? Why not? <laughs> the topic is uh, King Games. Uh, and if you don't know who King Games are, our why not topic is for King Games, a.k.a. the creator of the Candy Crush saga. Oh, fuck. And more specifically, uh. we're just centering on the Candy Crush element of King Games. I'm sure, considering they're now owned by like Blizzard and Activision Blizzard, I think they are now at this point. Dib- dibs on negative. I'm Okay, I'll take neutral, because I do like games of this nature, however I have my reservations you know i'll take positive fuck yeah you will i I don't feel positive about it but i'll take positive yeah yeah. take it away laser okay um you know what it's honestly there's we really like give people shit like quote-unquote casual gamers for like this was especially thing when candy crush was big was because this is when phones started to like phone mobile games really started to like come out as a thing and in the gaming community which is incredibly toxic like people were like shitting on these people for being like casual gamers yeah and like here's my positive just fucking let people have fun like I'm not e- I'm not even joking I'm not even like trying to be funny yeah. just like it's a mobile game some people enjoy it like if they're not being irresponsible like with microtransactions and shit if they're having fun let them have fun yeah. middle-aged women need a game to play too <laughs> how yeah. dare you insult my girlfriend like that first of all <laughs> second of all uh, I, I was more i was more dunking on my mom who is at like level 5000 or some shit like she is Oof. she is up there and i'm not talking about in age dude ca- casual gaming makes up the majority of gaming honestly i don't think that it's fair that casual gamers are shamed on but i will jump in uh, in the in the neutral um to say that i love games of this nature i love games where you like have to connect things or make them in a bunch to disappear them i think there are better games than candy crush but i understand why people like candy crush why my, no why does no one talk about how it's a ripoff of bejeweled and collapse and like any game that's similar exactly yeah but bejeweled was first and crazy cupcakes if you watch brooklyn 99 it also probably wasn't first anyway anyway my, my point is uh, i do like games like that and i do also respect people for like having games that make them 
either relax or like having games that they just enjoy playing. I don't have a problem with that part. My negative only comes in in terms of predatory transactions in gaming we've talked about in the past. Oh, yeah. A a big perpetrator of this was especially leading into other games of similar nature doing it more was the Candy Crush Saga. And it just makes me sad that like I understand you have to make money. But like in my opinion, in that form of gaming, I think like even though you make more from microtransactions advertising and or at least being transparent in your microtransactions makes way more sense and like is more (laughs) respectable to me than like just king games like if i had to state it in a song it'd be like i don't know king games is gonna take your money don't click it now you will lose all your money if you download it now candy crush isn't even that fun you really suck now keon Good luck doing negative. <laughs> You're gonna die now. Da-na, I fucking love it. I, I honestly, I'm elated. I am so, dude. This is our bet. I don't, I don't care what energy we're riding on. I'm so fucking <laughs> pumped about this episode. Um, my my reason for negative is is first of all the freemium gaming thing that like a lot of. A lot of people don't realize that, like, when you're really in it in a game and then the game starts asking you for money, it's easy to let it do that. So easy. You can end up spending more money on that game than if you bought a $60 game. It's like, it's kind of freaky. It's called a, it's called a whale, especially with the people who spend thousands on thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. It's, oh, they're yeah. called a whale. Yeah. Because it's like, it, it, it can be in your mind, you're just like, oh, I have this thing now that helps me play this game more. It's like, yeah, but... You don't really need to like a good games work on their own. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing for them to like, it's bad for them to be predatory about it, but having transactions in your game isn't inherently bad. Just if you can keep it more cosmetic, that's better. Or like if in your Wikipedia, the first couple sentences include pioneering freemium gaming, maybe that's a problem, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Press big old F like fuck that. Jesus Christ. Um, My main reason why I pick negative incredibly quickly is that at my college when i was getting my computer engineering degree and i was taking my first class in javascript Mm -hmm. uh my teacher made sure to tell us that it was completely a it it, would for us to be in this in this field of computer engineering there's no reason why we shouldn't be making a butt ton of money because there's stories like candy crush and flappy bird where you can go out of your way to make this small little app put it out on the play store and make a bajillion dollars and he even went out of his fucking way during our programming class to grab the statistics from candy crush and flappy bird to say this is how much money they make a year wouldn't that be great for you and i was nauseating I was fucking sitting there like, first of all, Flappy Bird's a fucking meme. The reason that makes all that money is only because of that. Second of all, Candy Crush has a giant fucking community of developers behind it to make it work. There's no way there's one fucking person that's been developing for it this entire goddamn time. So anytime I think of this stupid fucking game, I immediately think of that teacher that's like shaming everyone in his class for not being millionaires because they didn't make a stupid fucking game that actually has a shit ton of marketing behind it, a shit ton of fucking design Um, and a UX thing behind it and uh, good programming. Like go fuck yourself, guy. Are you serious right now? This is some shit. Let's take a break. I'm fucking upset all right
Hey everybody, it's your King of Chaos, Keon, and thank you so much for listening to Why King. Uh, if you like the, this episode, which I hope you did, please feel free to uh, follow Why a Podcast, that's us, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Pinterest, and them Neopets at Why a Podcast. That's W H Y A P O D C A S T, unless you're trying to do them Neopets, and then that's W. H Y dash underscore shit. Uh, whatever. It's Y underscore A underscore podcast. That's the one for them Neopets. Everything else just at Y podcast. Did did y'all see that end game? Huh? Did y'all see that new Game of Thrones? Did y'all did you guys watching that move that that content? It's pretty good. I mean, could you, could you believe that moment when Mario and Sonic hugged in the middle of End Game? Huh? How about that time when Superman and Batman played a game of of squash for about an hour in that episode of Game of Thrones. It's pretty good. It's pretty good content. I'm glad. I'm glad good things are being made. Um, if you if you're enjoying all these goofs and gaffs, please feel free to leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts because that helps us out a whole bunch. Oh my goodness, so much love coming from the community. We love you guys. Thank you so much for reaching out. Thank you so much for supporting us. Thank you so much for leaving a review on them Apple Podcasts. Also, hi to one of my coworkers who started listening. Didn't realize my coworkers actually gave a crap. So thank you so much. And um, if you want to shoot us a question, future topic, or personal why question that we might use on a future episode, let's be real. We're totally going to use it. We're running out of ideas. We're hemorrhaging all of this good, good, funny laughs and goofs. We're running out of some stuff, so please send us some stuff at whyapodcast on gmail.com, so that's whyapodcast at gmail.com, and we'll we'll answer all your good stuff. And one huge, huge Why Guys shout out to Evan Draper. Thank you so much, Evan Draper, for our theme music. Uh, you can find his work at Silo Digital, that's P-S-Y-L-O Digital, on social media. Now, let's get back to the show. Let's get back to the, I mean, I can't believe, I cannot believe that in Endgame, Captain America and Iron Man shared a, a, a hot dog at the Mets game. I can't believe they did that. That was, they had, they have more than enough money for like two hot dogs, but they both just went halvesies. You know, all is forgiven. I'm, I'm so proud of them. Mm, break. That's how we come back. Lastly, we have our own personal Jesus why Christ. questions where we go around the table and ask each other a personal why question. And to this week time, to this week we time, are, this week time, we're going to be saying, "Hey, why is your favorite king your favorite king?" I'm into it. I got it. The shit we do to not say what. <laughs> that should be the tagline for our show. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna start because we've actually talked about mine before, and yeah, we uh, have. Ooh, I think yeah, I think what episode was it? It was I talked about. Oh, it was marriage. I talked was. about mm-hmm. salt and pepper, which originated because of King Louis the Fourteenth, also known as the Sun King. Yep. Yeah, buddy. Sh- <laughs> shout out why marriage? Yeah, King Louis the Fourteenth or the Sun King is my favorite king because he was he was like the first fucking keeping up with the kardashians he was (laughs) he he was the first fucking reality star because this fucking guy whatever he dressed as was the new fashion whatever he ate was the new thing to eat (laughs) whatever he ate was suddenly food i mean it was crazy he his name at the time was just synonymous with fucking trendsetter he he had these crazy ornate outfits like people would go through a bunch of shit like poor far poorer people would go through a lot of shit just to look a little like him Uh, he he and i i said this too 
he made an anal fistula popular. <laughs> and I, I need you to go to listen to the Sawbones episode on anal fistulas. Can you please just can give me a, that. a quick thing about what the fuck that is? An anal fistula? A fistula is a tunnel in the flesh. Oh. oh okay. Uh, Keon, who's your fi- favorite? <laughs> Why is your favorite king your favorite king? I don't want to hear more about fistula. That's fair. Um, my favorite king is a, a big bad uh, turtle monster named King Koopa. That's right. It's a Bowser. <laughs> oh, hell um, yeah. Yep, oh, God. As, as, a, as a being a Mario myself. You said you were uh, going to do King Joffrey. Yeah, and then I realized I, would, I have nothing to fucking say about him. I fucking hate him so much with all of my being. And he had to do this king. I mean, it has to yeah. be on brand for Keon. It was literally the the first name that came to my mind when you said the word king, and then it immediately I became physically enraged. So um, for me, uh, King Koopa, he's pretty great because I he's got some very, very bad, very, 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 very bad courting skills. Very not good. Please don't do that to any human being by capturing them and putting them in a cage in apparently eight different fucking castles that Toad has to tell you, like, sorry, the princess is in another castle. Ah. And, you know, you don't need to do that. But I will tell you. He I is love the, how much information you know. He's the father of nine kids, eight of the fucking Koopalings and his own son. And then Bowser Jr. And he is he is an independent father. He puts the fucking parent control on the switch that he gives to Bowser Jr. in that fucking promo video. He dresses oh like God. a swag motherfucker in that promo video for the new Nintendo uh, 3DS. He dresses like this badass. He is he runs in every single game. All of the okay. It takes it takes it takes a child, you know, to break stuff. But it takes a man. To build things. It takes an adult human being, male or female, to make something, to really put put their time and effort into creating something. Not only does he have his entire army that's a bunch of people that would die for him, you don't die for anybody. You die for somebody that you really give a shit about. And everybody's willing to put their life on the line to fight Mario for King Goddamn Koopa. And on top of that, he is organizing <laughs> in every one of these fucking games. Look up, look up, type in Mario into fucking Google. Guess how many games there are? 80 billion. Guess who has to fucking make the obstacles for you to jump over? It's King fucking Koopa. I don't know if he has a plan for everyone. I don't think he has the design documents for or blueprints for every single thing, but he's the one putting it all fucking together together. And you better be goddamn grateful, okay? If oh. if you wanna if all you right. wanna fall in love with Bowser, play Bowser's inside story. He's a good man. It's, he's a good he's a sweet, gentle soul. If you want to look into his entire uh, hierarchy of enemies, you can look into. There's a uh, a video on Polygon that uh, Brian David Gilbert goes on to about like how he fucking structures his entire army. He's he's a decent human being, and the fact that he has some very very bad antiquated ways of thinking about uh, <laughs> marrying people should not bar him from his design philosophy when it comes to fighting his enemies. Okay, as a king, he's doing a good job. Matt, I mean, yeah, Matt. What's your thing? Uh, uh, they like Napoleon because he was he wasn't that short actually, and uh, they yeah. took his bones apart. His bones fell apart on the thing. <laughs> Break all your bones, become strong, become strong. Hashtag why strong? I mean, I could dive in more, but your topics were both really good, and everyone knows a lot about Napoleon. I just find him interesting. He was still an asshole. Most kings suck. And guess what time it is, laser. Waterloo. Hey, you just listened. You just listened to why a podcast, a podcast where we say questions. They start with why, <laughs> and you know what? I'll be goddamned if we don't answer them. I'm Laser Elric. I'm Matthew Slaza, and I'm 
Keon Buzar. So thank you so much for listening to Why a Podcast. <laughs> Let me tell you. Thanks for listening to Why a Podcast. Now you know why. That was yes. terrible. Oh, it's yeah. be- oh. It was good. Just, uh, just, just a little um, too long. So oh, I'm so happy. <laughs> this is my personal favorite episode. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.